comprehensive, relevant, and insightful conversations about health and medicine happen here on MedStar Health Doc Talk. Hip pain is very common, but how do you know if it's arthritis, some sort of impingement, or a labrum tear? If you're used to being active, what can you do to relieve your hip pain but keep moving? Today, we'll get an answer to those questions and more from sports medicine specialist Dr. Ken Tepper from MedStar Union Memorial Hospital here in Baltimore. I'm your host, Mike Shu. Welcome to Doc Talk, and Dr. Tepper, welcome to you. Hi, Mike. Thanks for having me. So right off the bat, what exactly is hip arthroscopy? So arthroscopic surgery is minimally invasive surgery. Most of the listeners may know about it from either a shoulder or knee problem. It's done typically through poke hole incisions, and a surgeon can take care of problems that can be fixed uh, and addressed in a minimally invasive fashion. So I've heard of hip replacements and you know hip resurfacing. This is different. This is different. Um, hip replacement and hip resurfacing and hip arthroscopy are done for entirely different purposes. They're not interchangeable. Hip replacement is done for arthritis, and arthritis is when the joint loses its cartilage, and cartilage is the cushioning and surface of the bone. Um, with replacement, that portion of the bone is actually cut out and replaced. Resurfing is somewhat similar. And then finally, hip arthroscopy is a procedure done when you do not have arthritis, but rather you have a torn cartilage or a hip type of impingement that can be addressed through usually two to four very small incisions as an outpatient procedure. What are they talking about when they're t- saying, okay, we're going to clean it up? Cleaning it up is when we can address things that might be torn or abnormal where it could either a portion could be removed or smooth. In hip arthroscopy, we tend to go even further and we like to restore normal anatomy or normal tissue. So rather than just cleaning up, we like to fix, repair, sometimes even augment. And one of the big issues with the particular problem that's most often addressed with arthroscopy, which is impingement, the bone can actually be recontoured so that the ball and socket of the hip joint fit together better. So it, it was just something that uh, maybe an accident caused or just wear and tear? And is there are there things kind of getting in the way of the mechanism? It can be both. The most common reason that I see it's just uh, a wear and tear phenomenon. Uh, part of it is how the hip develops throughout life, whereas the ideal hip, the ball and socket fit together well. And as the ball rotates through the socket, it does so freely. With someone who has a hip impingement, the ball and socket have a mismatch. You could either have too deep a socket or you could have a ball that's more egg-shaped or you could get both. And when that happens, as the ball is rotating through, it creates problems and it creates force on the joint, which in turn will break it down over time. Ooh, it sounds painful. It can be. In that, when you're saying the, you know egg shape or oval, is that something that people are born with or it just sort of wears that way? It typically is something that can be developmental as how you are born. There is also some evidence that in our patients that are more active as they're growing through development in their teenage years, uh, that because of the higher impact and, and activity that they uh, put the hip through and stress the hip through, that it then develops through teenage years. So it's typically something that by age 18 uh, develops from an anatomic standpoint. I've heard of this condition called FAI. So FAI stands for femoroacetabular impingement. And when we look at the hip joint, the femur is your th- the top of your thigh bone. 
Um, that's where the ball is. And then the acetabulum is in your pelvis and they fit together. So the impingement is what I alluded to earlier where either the socket is abnormal or the ball or both. And when that happens, it develops this impingement, which breaks down the hip. So I know that knee arthroscopy has fallen out of favor, but yet you're saying that the hip arthroscopy is growing. Could you balance that out for me? Why would one be going one way and one the other? Knee arthroscopy has its definite place within treatment for knee problems. You have to treat the correct problem with the correct procedure. So where arthroscopy has fallen out of favor in the knee is for arthritis, because arthritis, again, is where the cartilage wears off, and we can't replace cartilage for the most part once it's gone. So for other problems in the knee, arthroscopic surgery has persisted and continues. Within the hip, it's the same issue. If someone has advanced arthritis, I can't help that arthroscopically. So it's important to do the right procedure for the right diagnosis. You know, we're talking about uh, skill set and the you know you doing these hip procedures. Um, what makes the skill set so unique, and is that what you do? I mean, primarily hips. It is primarily what I do. This particular procedure, I became interested in uh, during my training because I was starting to see a lot of young athletes with hip pain and there was no real good options for them. Arthroscopic procedures back then consisted of debriding tissue, just removing tissue. We didn't have a way of fixing it. Uh, Over the last 10 years and especially the last five years, there have been major advances where there is specialized equipment. Generally, it's longer than what you would need in a a shoulder and uh, knee because of the length to get into the joint. Um, and different angles are needed to address the problems that are in the hip as well. So with hip arthroscopy, tell me about the benefits. The benefit of the procedure is that we can do it through small incisions. Prior to the arthroscopic portion, there is a much larger open procedure done through a large incision called a surgical hip dislocation. And that's what needed to be done if you were going to address impingement. That's a big surgery, long recovery. Arthroscopic hip surgery is an outpatient procedure. It generally takes an hour and a half to two hours. The patient goes home the same day. They are on crutches for typically about two weeks. And they start physical therapy immediately. And they get on with their life. Now, it's not a quick recovery as far as getting back to sport. It generally is about a four to six month turnaround time to get back playing act, high level activity. But as far as being able to just get back to normal life and doing things that are not as demanding, it's got a very quick turnaround time. But that, that's much less than you were talking about the, the the more traditional ways we have to move more things out of the way and it's m- much more invasive. The other. Absolutely. Yeah. So how do your patients, um, particularly the athletes who, you know, they're impatient, they want to get back out there. What What do you have to do to kind of get them, Hey, do your PT and slow down a bit. I mean, is there, is there that could they possibly damage it if they don't do the right thing? Sure. So as as you alluded to athletes, they want to get back. So setting the expectations, going over the procedure with them before surgery is important. So they understand what they're getting into and they have to buy into the recovery plan or they're not going to do well. Um, there is a, a very regimented recovery program that is set out by different weeks from surgery as to what they can and cannot do. 
and they need to follow that protocol or they may risk having a bad outcome and not coming back. Is this something like with, with, I know with knee and shoulder, sometimes they do prehab where you have to start doing some exercises early. So by the time after your surgery, you're, you know how to do them and you, you're already kind of lubed up. Yes and no. Uh, we do prehab and not even prehab, but we treat a lot of these problems. Even if someone is known to have a tear of a cartilage and is known to have impingement, uh, most often we will have you do physical therapy before ever considering surgery. Physical therapy addresses a lot of the muscle imbalances that could occur around the hip and oftentimes could prevent someone from having to even have surgery. Some people, I mean, you know, you've dealt with people who have anxieties dealing with the medical system as it is. And I'm sure some people aren't as thrilled about having surgery. Maybe they're just saying, hey, is, doc, isn't there any some sort of shot I could take instead? Uh, how do you balance that out to say, well, this might be a better procedure for you? It's always individualized. You have to look at the age, the condition of the hip, patient's expectations, so there are. Physical therapy plays a huge role uh, in, in preventing surgery or at least going into surgery uh, with a prehab-type hip, which allows an easier recovery. Injection actually does play a role in my practice, and I do injections myself. And it's unlike a shoulder or a knee injection where uh, orthopedic surgeons are comfortable doing that just by feel. A hip, we actually use imaging in the office. I do it under ultrasound. And it also a lot of times could help me with diagnosis. But there are cases that I'll inject patients, and that's enough to quiet their hip down, and they could do well for a long period of time and, and avoid surgery. With something like this with the arthroscopy, does that mean if they've had it or if they're a candidate for it, that down the road there's something about their hip that may mean they may need resurfacing or replacement later down the line? It's a great question. So the majority of my patients are younger. Uh, I have teenagers through age 35 is the most common age group that I treat. I have patients up to any age uh, for that matter. But once you start developing arthritis in the hip, this oftentimes is not the procedure for you. What we feel uh, and where we're going with this procedure is that by addressing the mismatch between the ball and socket, that over time, uh, having a, a joint that moves properly will ideally prevent further damage and either push off the potential need for a hip replacement into the future or possibly even eliminate it. Is there anything that the, the patients themselves may be doing or is it their activities like the sports and the high impact that, you know, makes the, the hip angrier and having to come see you? Yeah. Most of the patients that have problems with FAI are active, um, not necessarily high demand athletes, but active and doing things and, uh, and getting that hip into a position that causes pain. And typically that's more of a flexion where the hip is um, flexing up into the abdomen, stomach area and rotation. All those types of activities overload the joint. Right. What is it about this procedure specifically or sports medicine in general that, that you most enjoy? From a sports medicine standpoint, I like taking care of people that have a problem and most often we're able to give them a solution take care of the problem, getting them back to being active and that they have a good result and they're happy with it. This particular procedure, I've been involved with it now for over the last 10 years. So I've seen a huge growth uh, as to where it started and to where it is. There's still so much we don't know about all the biomechanics of the hip. And I think that there's still a bright future as to learning more and more about who has great outcomes following the procedure. And it has a high degree of success? has a very high rate of success. 
when it's done for the proper reason. <laughs> I'm going to ask you about that. What do you mean for the proper reasons? Making sure that that's where the hip pain is coming from. If we get an MRI, whether it's of your knee or your shoulder or your hip, um, oftentimes once we look under the hood, we find things that might be broken or torn. And I see patients all the time that have had a hip MRI for not particularly a hip pain purpose, but they're told they have a labral tear and they feel that it has to be fixed and addressed. When they come to the office and I examine them, I'm convinced that it's not coming from the hip. So just because something necessarily shows up as abnormal in MRI doesn't sure. mean that it's causing pain. Any sport that you see more participants? A lot of the early patients that were seen and where a lot of development came from in the world of hip arthroscopy was ice hockey. I think part of it is just the motion of skating. Uh, but we see lacrosse, we see it in runners, um, anything that's going to require a lot of cutting, high hip flexion, those are going to be the sports that are going to be most at risk. That's, that is interesting. Hockey's not that huge in this area. so but Well, it is growing. There's a, a very uh, rapidly growing youth ice hockey program here. Um, and I would say it's not the most common sport that I see it in, but looking at where the procedure and diagnosis and treatment came from, a lot of the early studies had uh, um, sure. ice hockey as a number one participant yep. sport. Thank you. We've been talking with Dr. Ken Tepper from MedStar Union Memorial Hospital and MedStar Sports Medicine. Dr. Tepper, thank you for sharing your expertise here on MedStar Health Doc Talk. To learn more about Dr. Tepper, go to medstarortho.org backslash T-E-P-P-E-R or for an appointment, call 410-751-8800.